Have you ever been told to do something that you really didn't want to do? So you chuck a tantrum, you refuse, you fold your arms, you sit down on the ground and you declare, I'm not going to budge. Last week we left the Hebrew people at the border of the promised land. And upon their request that they didn't want to go in and take the land, the Lord said, okay, your will be done. You will wander the wilderness for 40 years until your children are ready to possess the land. You don't have to go into the promised land if you don't want to. We come to the book of Deuteronomy and we find that the Hebrew people have returned to the border. They're camped in the plains of Moab. Moses is recalling the events of their past and giving them advice for their future. And although much of the the Exodus story and some of the law is restated in the early chapters of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy itself is seeking to draw out or reveal the Lord's heart. And so I encourage you to read the book of Deuteronomy, but from that perspective of, of trying to see God's heart for his people, how God is revealing his heart for them and, and his, his will. And so in chapter 7, Moses tells the people that when they cross over, when they cross over and take the land, that they are to drive out all other people groups, they are to destroy all artefacts and places of worship to any false gods, and they are not to intermarry because they would otherwise be induced into the worship of false gods. And so we come to chapter 8. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for those 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. And so it would appear that the Lord was happy now with the position of the heart of this present generation. Now, after 40 years, they have a heart that pleases the Lord and is ready to obey his will for them. He has humbled them, he has tested them, and by their character they now prove that they would be obedient to him. And through those 40 years of testing and refining, we read that their clothes didn't wear out and they didn't get blisters on their feet for 40 years. Their clothes didn't wear out, The sandals didn't wear out. They didn't get blisters on their feet. The Lord was providing for them in so many ways during those 40 years. God was blessing his people. And so this generation is now ready to enter and occupy the land. And listen now to how good this land will be. Verses 7 to 9, Moses tells these nomadic herdsmen for the last 40 years, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, 
a land with brooks, streams, deep springs gushing out into the valleys and the hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, honey, a land where bread will not be scarce, you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. After wandering around homeless in the desert for 40 years, how good does this sound? A fertile land in every sense and stability, safety, a place to call home, a place to settle down, a place where there's abundant food and water just for the picking. Although there was still some apprehension concerning their confrontation of the enemies in the land as they would have to go in, the pluses far outweigh the negatives. As they look forward to living it up, feasting on the succulent produce of the land, how good this was going to be. Have you ever been on one of those diets that the doc says that you have to go on? And it's just so boring. Salad every meal. And even when you eat it all up, you still feel hungry. For most of us, we can take ourselves along to our favourite restaurant, have a good feed and are fully satisfied. In fact, we may eat too much and are more than satisfied. Any of you ever done that? Uh, a few nods of the head. Won't get into what our children used to do at Pizza Hut. And Moses then draws us to verse 10. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given to you. How many of us have eaten and are truly satisfied but fail to praise the Lord. We have a good land to live in, good education, good medical care, good home to live in, good place we've retired into, good income, good relationships, good church, good superannuation, good life. It just goes on and on and on. Everything is good. But we so often take it all for granted and we fail to praise the Lord for it. We're not ungrateful. We just haven't taken time to thank God for all of the blessings of living in this land. We are so blessed. Nathan was encouraging us early, count your blessings, name them one by one, it'll surprise you what the Lord has done. How many of us take time to count the blessings? It takes time to be thankful. It takes being intentional to thank God for all of his blessings. And all of his blessings remind us of how dependent upon him we are. Moses says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. 
Don't forget how dependent upon him you are and how blessed you are as you go into that promised land. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, says James, who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift that you have has come from your heavenly Father. Moses then says in verse 11, Be careful. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees that I am giving to you today. Be careful not to forget. A good memory. Taking time to remember is a good, good thing. There was a man, and I'll call him Gary, He's the kind of guy who would forget his head if it weren't screwed on. He left for work one day and his wife, Pam, (laughs) said to Gary, now Gary, don't forget that today is the day that we're moving house. Okay, we're moving house, we're going to our new, new place. Don't come back here to our old house. When work's done today. Well, Gary forgot, didn't he? And so he wandered through their old place because he still had a key. He wandered through their old vacant house for a few minutes until it finally dawned on him, oh, that's right, today was the day that we were moving. But he can't remember where. (laughs) And so he walked outside to the footpath and he found a little boy on a bike and he said, hey, little boy, can you tell me Um, where this family have moved to? And the little boy said, Oh, Dad, Mum said you'd forget. (laughs) Moses says, well, I thought that I should have a... He didn't say this, but... I thought I should have a good Father's Day joke. Um, Moses Moses says, be careful. Be careful that you do not forget. We're often so busy planning for the next thing, so busy running from here to there, that we, we don't take time to stop and sit and reflect. Moses says, be careful not to forget. Take time. Take care not to forget. Take time to remember the Lord your God. We can get so busy that our thoughts are on everything else but God. We don't forget that God exists, but we just don't think about him. We leave him sort of out of the picture until Sunday morning. When was the last time that you took a day half a day, took a couple of hours to intentionally sit with God. I plan to spend tomorrow out of the office and sit quietly with God for the day. Moses says, take care 
not to forget God, because the clear inference is if you forget the Lord your God, then you will fail to observe his commands and his decrees, his directives. It takes time to be careful. It takes being intentional to be careful about not forgetting God. How are you taking care that you do not forget? Moses then warns. He says, otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build your fine houses and settle down, when your herds and the flocks have grown large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and wasteless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Moses is pointing out the very real risks that lay ahead of the Hebrew people as they move into the promised land knowing how good and how wonderful it's going to be for them. He warns them, you will not only forget your God, but give yourself all the credit for everything that you have. You'll become proud and forget that all that you have comes from the hand of God. You'll not only stop obeying his commands and directives, but you'll basically forget God. You'll get so wrapped up in the good stuff that you'll forget the source from whom it all comes. You and I live, we live in the promised land. We live in one of the best places on earth. We are so, so blessed. And you only have to look around to see a nation full of people who are so busy, so wrapped up in the next thing, so wrapped up in the present things, that they no longer even acknowledge that God exists. And it's a danger for all Christians. And so Moses' words apply to us today as much as they did to the Hebrew people. The devil wants to keep us busy and focused on anything and everything else but God. He also says through our culture that we're entitled to whatever our hearts desire, that we've earned it, even if we haven't earned it. He wants to keep us distracted, self-focused and greedy. Moses says, be careful. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. And it's good on this Father's Day to remember our Father. 
Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. These words echo the words that he had already shared back in verse 6 that we didn't read. Moses was about to spell out the wonderful blessings that await the people as they would cross over the border and so he warns them in verse 6. Observe the directives of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. And so there's more required than just being thankful. Obedience and reverence. Revere God. Otherwise, being thankful for all of his blessings will become your focus and you'll forget him. His gifts become our focus rather than him. Revere God. Revering God means to admire, to respect, to worship, to fear, to hold in awe. We can take God for granted and we can confuse being thankful with worship. We can confuse being thankful with worship. Thankfulness focuses on what God has done for us, and that's a good thing to do, whilst worship goes further to the appreciation of who God is. Thinking about who God is, worshipping him for who he is, his character. We appreciate the blessings and the gifts but we revere the gift giver. Worship involves more than attending a church on a Sunday. It reflects the way that we live every day. Because we revere God for who he is, we seek to live like Christ. We walk in obedience to his directives because we long to please him. We long to please him because he deserves our, our praise, our adoration, our obedience. He is worthy of our praise, adoration, our worship. And this is what Moses is calling for from the Hebrew people, his brothers and sisters, as they're about to go into the promised land. When you walk into those blessings, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Observe his directives. Walk in obedience to him. Revere him. Is that how we're living life? Are we thanking him? Are we careful not to forget him? Are we walking in obedience? Do we revere him? So let us appreciate all of the blessings that we have, but let's not forget the source from which they come. He is our Lord, our God, our Saviour, our comforter, our guide, our companion. He is our peace, our joy, our salvation. He is our everything. So let's stand and sing together a closing song that brings out our praise for who he is and for what he's done for us. Let's sing to him.